you're ready to stop submitting basic applications and winging your interview for your next nursing role, whether you're a graduate nurse or a seasoned healthcare professional, we'd love to exclusively invite you to our secret nurse growth hub, where you can get all of the support to apply, interview and land your next nursing role completely free. All of the resources that we've shared and created over the last three years that have helped 3,000 plus nurses internationally apply, interview and land their next nursing role. So what are you waiting for? Come and join us today. It's completely free. LiamCaswell.com forward slash NGH. Come and join the Nurse Growth Hub today and let's make applying, interviewing and landing your next nursing role easy. are listening to the High Performance Nursing Podcast with me, Liam Caswell, where I help clinicians just like you take control of their careers and remove all the things stopping you from achieving your biggest goals. Let's dive in. Hi everyone, welcome back to the podcast. Today we are talking all things interviews and we're talking interviews because I've had so many beautiful messages from you all saying, hey, I got an interview for New South Wales Health. I'm so excited. And what do I do from here? And I know some of you are finalizing and wrapping up your WA Health Graduate Nursing Program interviews. So today I want to talk about here's how I would tackle my graduate nursing interview preparation if I was to do it all over again today. So are you ready for some juicy tidbits? Let's go. So number one, the thing that I want you to be most focused on is to take a minute to celebrate and to be proud. I can see you high-performing graduate nurse that loves to overwork and do all of the things that people please. I want to call you out right now. And I bet that you haven't given yourself a minute to just go, you know what? Holy shit. I just landed my first interview. Be so proud. There is a version of you three years ago that dreamt of this day. Do not, not gift yourself the opportunity to celebrate your awesomeness. You created this result. Be proud of yourself. Number two, now it's time to get to work. Not now that you've celebrated and you've been singing it from the rooftops and you're telling everybody, that's amazing. Now we've got to get to work and we're going to dive deep into the research. Okay, so a couple of things that I want you to think about with research. I'm looking at my phone here for those of you that are watching this back because I did a post on this and I wanted to just, it seemed to resonate so I wanted to use all of the content again. So get to work researching. Research the organization's vision, their values what their grad program looks like, what is, how is it built, what's the support, what is the organization, the company, the specialty, what are they working towards, is there a goal, is there something that they're developing, are they a leader in the industry, are they a leader in the state or the territory, really gather all this information so that you can show them that you haven't just sprayed and prayed because you've been listening to high plants nursing, you've gone all in and you've made sure that you have specifically tailored it to the organization your applications. So now we tailor how we sell ourselves to the specific organization job or the specialty. Get creative here. Think about how you could use social media, LinkedIn, Glassdoor, um, all of these companies that allow um, other people to give reviews, like really see and get a feel for the organization. And also one of my top tips, many of you won't do this, but those of you that will, you will succeed, my friend, because if you go to their website and you try and find the strategic vision or the strategic plan 
for the health service or the organization that you're applying to sounds tediously boring and it quite honestly is but most of them these days are like one to ten pages they're not deep in content it's more about an overarching vision and it's really important for you to understand that when you're applying for your first graduate nursing job so that you can show them that you've read the documents like they'll be super impressed i guarantee that this maybe even some of the panel haven't read (laughs) so even just knowing what they're working towards the vision that they're working towards that will set you apart from other people Now, the next thing that I want you to think about is learning and understanding the three types of interview questions. Now, I've done podcast episodes on this. I've got a free interview guide. If you haven't downloaded it, go and download it. The link is in the show notes. It's 100% free. It blows my mind the number of people that have come to that page and have not not downloaded the free guide. (laughs) Whether maybe you're not a nurse, I don't know what's going on. It's cray-cray. It is completely free. Okay, it costs you an email, but it's free. So come and download that guide. And then from there, we are going to um, teach you the foundational basics of the interview guide. Now, I wanted to clear something up before I dive into this point, because lots of people have been like, Liam, I'm just going to wing it like with your guide, and that's gonna, and the guide is amazing. But I want you to hear me loud and clear. The guide is the start. Interviews are deep and complex. They are strategic games. Sure, could you land your dream job with just the guide? Maybe. You might be able to do that, right? And that's incredible. I'm very happy for you. Please do tell me. Let me know if you've used it and it's allowed you to like land your dream job. That's incredible. But for most of you, it's just going to be like the top layer of the cake. And you're going to need the next layer and the filling and then the next layer and the filling to build your skill and confidence. And that's where our interview success course comes in. Okay, so I'm not going to pitch you on that here. Just going to let you know that it is just the tip of the iceberg. And if you want to take it to the next level and you want to learn all of the things and you want to learn what I'm talking about today more in depth with me and a group of amazing graduate nurses just like you and all of the support, come and join our interview success course. Discounted and the link is in the show notes. Now, discounted at the time of recording. I need to start saying this because people come to me a year later and they're like, where's the link? (laughs) Okay, so if that's you, it might have changed because it's business, right? So let's learn the three type of interview questions so I can hear you all screaming them from the rooftops. We have got the list style question. We've got the star style question. And we have the clinical hypothetical scenario. These are the three types of questions you need to understand. Now, when I talk about these three types of questions, what you need to be able to understand is, is recognizing them as they come up in the interview. Your first and primary task is not to understand how to respond to the question. It's to understand what the question is. Is it a list? Is it a star? Is it a hypothetical? And then from there, you can understand how do I actually respond to this? Okay, so quick recap for those of you that haven't gone and listened to the other episodes. A list is literally a list, a story. You're basically just listing sentences. So it's usually questions like, tell us about yourself. Why do you want to work here? Why did you choose to work for this organization? Why did you choose neonatal nursing? Tell us more about your passion for working at Better Health Hospital. These are all list style questions. They require you to respond with a list of sentences There's no kind of strategic formula to these responses. You're almost just telling them about you and what you have to offer, why you're the best fit and why they should pick you, wrapping in all of the buzzwords and all of the vision and the vision, the vision and the values so that you can demonstrate to them why you're a great fit for the organization. Okay, so that's the list. You're going to get one or two of those questions. Now, the star is a behavioral question. The star is a question whereby they are looking for evidence from your past that you can do a task or you can perform a task again in the future. All righty, stick with me. 
So they usually sound like, can you tell us about a time where you have dot, 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 okay? Or they might preface it and say, risk management is an important part of becoming a nurse. Can you tell us more about a time where you prevented risk or reduced a hospital-acquired injury with a patient? Tell us what you did and why. These are questions. Notice the language of the question. Your job here is to identify. Is this a list, a star, a hypothetical? It is past-focused. Can you tell us about a time when? It's in the past. So we then gather a little example and we use our star approach. Situation, task, action, result. Not going to dive into that here because I've gone over it three million times in other episodes. Go and listen to them or download our free guide and we'll give you more info on that. Now, the third and final one is your clinical hypothetical scenario. These questions are future-paced questions, okay? So they sound very much something like this. You come on shift, you've found a patient collapsed on the floor. What would you do? Give us your rationale, show us your thinking. Now, they don't give you a lot of information. One of the challenges here is that they give you very little and that's kind of intentional. Many of you think that they are looking for you to create some kind of like logical potential diagnosis and pathway and treatment plan. But remember, as nurses, we're not here to diagnose. We are here to assess our patients and to plan their care and to collaborate with the team. So these questions are all about showing them your thinking real time and let it be messy. Do not believe or think that it needs to be sequential, okay? I coach on this all the time in our graduate career launch program. Um, People believe that it needs to be perfectly aligned and it needs to be, I wash my hands and then I gain consent and I do X, Y, and Z. No, let it be messy. Let your brain just run wild. The more that you constrain your thinking in the interview, the less well you will answer the question. So let your brain run wild. Let it be out of order and then correct it, self-correct as you move through it, okay? It's okay to say, first of all, I'd wash my hands and then I'd check for danger and I'd check for consent and then I'd start my patient assessment and I'd work systematically through the assessment. Oh, but before I do that, I would make sure that I've quickly reviewed their, you know, recess status. It's fine to backtrack and go like that. Remember the panel are not looking for perfection. They're looking for you to just actually position yourself and to portray yourself in the best light. They want to see your critical thinking. So these clinical hypothetical scenarios are not going to be deeply complex. You've come on as a multi, um, you know, traffic accident happened out in Canberra and now you've got to decipher which patient you're going to treat first. You might get scenarios where they'll say you've got four patients. One is due medications that are late. One is a new admission. One needs the bedpan and has got IAD and you don't want them to be incontinent. And the other is for discharge. Talk us through how you would prioritize that care. Now, none of these scenarios are opportunities for you to create your own scenario. Okay, you're not creating a story. You're not creating a case study. You're not telling them and coming up with numbers on the panel's behalf. That's one of the biggest mistakes that people make. They start to create stories or scenarios within a scenario. So, for example, they'll say things like, oh, well, obviously John is hypoxic. He's, his SATs are 70%, so I'm going to give him, you know, high-flow oxygen, 15 litres via, you know, non-rebreather, and I'm going to assess him accordingly. And um, when this situation was that John was on the floor with a hit to the head, okay? That's all the information you got. So don't create scenarios within scenarios. It is the fast-track way <laughs> to shoot yourself in the foot during the interview, and it just gets super complex, so don't do it. So list, star, clinical hypothetical scenarios, your clinical hypothetical scenarios, show them your brain, show them your thinking, go deep. One of my top tips, I share this in the GCRP, one of my top tips, I'm going to give you a little tidbit here, is go broad 
and then specific. Okay. Broadly, these are the things that I would do for this patient and then go specific. Okay. Because when you start broad and you go in, you can keep finding more things or you can do it the other way around. You can go specific. These are the things that I would do. And more broadly, I would think about this. Okay. It's not enough just to say I would escalate care and then I document care and I'd stay with the patient. I'd do a set of ops. Okay. They want depth. Do not be fooled, my friend. They want depth. You're a third year graduate nurse. You're finishing up. You're ready to rock and roll. You're going to be upper qualified. Show them your awesomeness. Now, the next one is managing your mind. Okay. You knew I would say this. It is so, so important that throughout this whole process, you manage your mind. Many of you believe that you need to have it all worked out. You need to have everything planned. You need to know where you're going. You need to know your specialty. You need to know where you're going for the next three to five years. Many of you are caught in this cycle of like idealistic nursing. It doesn't exist. The more that you put that pressure on yourself, the more that you don't create opportunities for yourself, the more that you allow your brain to be conditioned by the external world and the industry and the university and the TAFE and the college that you're at and you buy into the narrative of other people's goals for you, the more you will be misaligned in your career. This is your opportunity to start your career with a bang. I got a message the other day from one of our GCLP grads who was procrastinating, stressing and worrying in preparation for their interview. And they're an incredible human, they've got an incredible skill set. But what we coached on in that session was helping them see that procrastination and all of the things they were experiencing were 100% normal and that in order for them to embrace this experience, they needed to normalize the thought, they needed to neutralize the thought and take all of the emotional charge out of all of the things that were happening because you guys are busy, right? And then from there, they allowed themselves to see potential new thought pathways. What else could I think is true about this? What else could I believe to be true about this experience? And from there, she was able to then grow and develop and see it through a different lens, okay? That is the, like, that's the gold of being human. That is literally our super skill, is our ability to have a shitty negative thought that we've believed for years that's kept us stuck that is horrific and does not serve us, and I'm indulging a little bit in the negativity here, but go with me because we all have those thoughts, right? We have 60,000 thoughts a day. So we want to offer ourselves in this process to choose thoughts that are going to empower you towards your goal. I want you to think about the future version of you that's already landed the dream job. What are they thinking about this interview? Are they stressing out? Are they shitting themselves? Are they like procrastinating and thinking they're not good enough? Do they flip out when the email comes and says, hey, you've got an interview and they don't celebrate? That future version of you is celebrating. They're like, you got this. Go for it. Let's make this happen. Let's effing go. (laughs) Okay. They are not sitting there stressing out, believing that it's not going to happen. If your current present self is indulging in some of those thoughts. I'm not good enough. I can't do this. I'm not capable. I'm not ready yet. I don't have enough. My placements were bad. My GPA is low. I'm an international nursing student. I'm not going to be able to communicate. I can't articulate myself. I'm terrible at interview. I don't sell myself. All of those thoughts are optional and all of those thoughts are not serving you in pursuit of your goal. So I'm yet to find somebody that's experienced coaching with us that has not found immense deep value in the transformation that comes when you learn to manage your mind, okay? These modules are also included in our interview success course, okay? So you don't need to come and do our GCLP. Our interview success course is going to help you navigate anxiety, fear, overwhelm, procrastination, self-doubt, worry, 
anxiety, I think I said, low self-confidence, imposter syndrome. So help you navigate all of those things with the tools to manage your mind. And here's where managing your mind is super important. It's important today. It's important tomorrow. It's important next week. It's going to be important for the rest of your life because nursing has this ability to constantly throw shit in your face, literal shit in your face sometimes. And I mean that in a loving, compassionate way. It literally is a, like it's a it's a roller coaster ride being a nurse. Every day is a roller coaster ride. If you do not learn how to manage your mind, if you're like me and you spend 10, 12 years of your career not enjoying your career, beating yourself up, indulging in things externally, thinking that those things would make you feel better, and you get to the end of it and you're like, nothing made me feel better. The only thing that soothed me, the only thing that allowed me to grow and develop as a clinician, and this is why I'm so passionate about giving it to you now, is managing my mind. It's seeing that there are 59,999 potential thoughts that you could choose to think versus the one thought that you are holding on to so dearly that makes you feel terrible. That's the end of my pitch for managing your mind. It is the most important skill that you will develop as a human. Some of you might already have it. Some of us are just born into this life with this skill. Some of us just like have parents and loved ones and carers that teach us this stuff. I didn't have that. So gift it to yourself and it will ensure that you have a beautiful experience through this interview process. And then when you start your nursing career, you will thank me and you'll stand there and you don't have to thank me, thank me. But cognitively, your brain will be like, Liam said something about the fact that nursing is a roller coaster and that it's totally normal for me today on my first day to feel like a complete imposter whilst also feeling so excited about the future. Welcome to being human. That is literally how it's supposed to be. Don't fight with reality. Don't argue with reality. It is what it is. End of my pitch. Oh my God, I'm on one today. I love it. (laughs) Identifying your best examples ahead of time, okay? In the interview success course and in our GCLP, we teach you how to compile your notes. Now, I've coached a couple of people recently that have never done an interview before, never done a nursing interview, and they are terrified. Of course they are, but they're also excited, right? 50-50, both emotions, space for both of them. But what they found to be hugely beneficial is preparing ahead of time. You do not want to go into the interview and wing it. Oh my goodness, please do not do that. You have worked too hard, my friend, to go in there and wing the interview. If the least thing that you do, if the, the little thing that you do is gift yourself the interview guide that is free, go and download that, gift yourself that, give yourself a head start. If you're somebody that wants to absolutely nail the process and get everything that you need, you need to come into our interview success course. I was thinking about this the other day. Everybody that I've worked with is a high performer that only wants the best for themselves. We're not interested in working with anybody else. If you are somebody that literally wants the best outcome for you, without a doubt, our courses are perfect for you. Literally, everybody that we work with is a high performer. I'm amazed at the work they do. But when you're a high performer, there's a curse. The curse is that you are usually very hypercritical of yourself. So gift yourself a community and support where you get the support that you need in order to overcome that hypercriticalness because it don't go away unless you actually tackle it. So we want to prep our best examples ahead of time, document them on our notes template, which again, you get in the interview success course in the GCLP so that when you go to the interview, you take notes with you. It's the first time you're hearing this. You can take notes to the interview. Who knew? It's like a beautiful safety net. It's so comfortable and warming. And it's such a kind, compassionate gift to give to yourself during the interview process. Do not go into the interview without notes. Practice and I say perfect, but like practice makes progress, right? We're not aiming for perfection. If you're anything like me, when you're under fight or flight, your brain's going to have a little tanty, whether or not you learn how to manage your mind or not. That is just part of being human. Okay, but the gift of 
prepping for your interview and practicing is that the first time you go in isn't the first time you're doing it, which makes logical sense. If you have chosen to forget this point, I'm going to just reiterate that when you go to the interview and you're interviewing, and I know some people it's a part-time position and maybe it's not full-time, blah, 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 but we're going on the full-time assumption here and you are going for a job that is 60 plus K. You are pitching for the employer to choose to pick you and give you 60k. Imagine them like literally giving you a plate with $60,000 worth of money on it. I know it doesn't happen like that, but I want you to get to that cognitive place where you remind yourself what's on the table here, okay? They're not just going to hand it over. We have to practice perfect. The first time you go in should not be the first time that you interview. If it is, that 60k is a little risky, right? Like maybe we're not going to get it. And that number is variable based on state and territory, I know, but I'm using that as like a baseline, 60, 65K. It's less about the money. It's more about the fact that that's what you're working towards. That is what they are giving you. It's an exchange between two parties, okay? And in order for them to come to the party and to exchange and give you the money, we've got to present and show them why we are the best fit. Now, the final thing that I think I've got here is panel questions. Okay, now I've blitzed through this. And this is like, again, the surface layer. This is just enough to get you by. Just enough. If you want more, you come and join us in our interview success course. We would love nothing more to support you in there. And you get lifetime access to it. So you can use it for your transition program, for your CN, for your CNS, for your educator, for your RFDS application in the future. It's all there. And you'll get all of the iterations as we move forward. Now, the final thing I want you to think about is questions for the panel. Now, if you're doing an online video interview, of course you can't ask some questions. (laughs) Don't stress out. Don't freak out. That's fine. It is what it is. We're not arguing with reality. It is what it is. Now, with the panel questions, and when you're face-to-face, you must go in and ask the panel some questions. In our interview guide, we give you some examples of questions that you should ask. I want you to get creative. Many of you are listening to this podcast and downloading our guides because you want options. You want a buffet of amazing graduate nursing career options. And here's what happens when you get that buffet. When you go to a, like a Chinese buffet and you're looking at all of the amazing options, we then indulge in confusion, like, do I want the honey chicken or do I, do I want the noodles or the spring rolls? Mm, I don't know, like, what do I spend my calories on today? That's literally what happens when we have a buffet of options in our career. It's no different. Our brain automatically defaults to safety and confusion is safety, even though confusion feels like shit. Okay, confusion is not pleasant. So I want you to think about how that is true for you, that when you have this buffet of options, your brain is going to indulge in confusion. Now, what would we do if we had a patient with multiple options? We would gather all the data and we would step out of confusion because we have to, because it's our job. And we would look at all of the options and we would go with the best data that we have possible. Okay, we'd gather all the facts, we'd look at the data and we would decide based on that. Okay, That's what we want to do with our questions for the panel. You want to ask some questions that allow you to gather all the information that you need so that when you've got your five options lined up, you can go, you know what, the first job, they couldn't answer my questions about the graduate program. Even though it's close to home, I'm just not sure that that's a good fit for me. And also the specialty that I want isn't there. Okay, there are the facts. I'm making a decision with facts not with my feelings, not with my confusion and my indulgence and my overthinking and my imposter syndrome and my scarcity. Like maybe if I take job one over job two, job one's going to promote me quicker. We're not doing that because we don't know. We're future pacing. We're just making up things. Now, job two told me that they would 
put me onto a course and it's like a two-year program and there's a transition and there's a clear line to ICU and that's really what I want. And the panel seemed nicer than panel one. I really got a nice vibe from them. They were warm and welcoming. They paid attention to me. This is all data you're collecting. Do not forget, it is the nurses job market. The hospitals have less and less staff every day. I don't say that to scare you. It's a reality. So you are in a position of power, my friend. Utilize that power. Ask them the right questions so you can gather the right information so you can make informed decisions about your nursing career and then you can choose the thing that you love. Most people are so stressed about what they choose because they haven't done the step and they're just choosing. They're just like in a candy store and like, "Mm, maybe that one. I'll take that. Thank you very much. I want to do that. Okay. I don't know where I got candy store from. I'm from Scotland. We don't call it a candy store. (laughs) Store. I was hanging around with too many Americans. That's a problem. Long story short, ask the panel questions. Come and download our guide so that you've got the questions that we have. They're not typical like, can you tell me when I land the job? Like find out about the job or what does the job look like when I get in? Like none of that. That's so tedious. And every panel member is going to like roll their eyes internally and be like, really? This is your one chance. So ask them really good questions. So we've covered lots of things today. A little bit of a longer one. I always say this short and then I just talk because I want to give you guys so much value and so much information. Our goal is to make sure no graduate nurse is without a job this year. Literally, I don't want any of you coming to me at the end of the year saying Liam, I didn't get a job. Now, that's like my delusional thinking, but I'm putting out the good juju because that's what I want to happen. Um, I know that that's probably not what's going to happen. But let's just keep thinking down that path. I'm going to get this dream job. I'm working towards it. It's possible for me. What do we cover? You need to celebrate yourself. Get to work and research. Learn the three types of questions. Manage your mind. It is the best gift you will give yourself in your personal and your professional life. Trust me. Thousands of hours of psychology. Thousands of dollars spent on psychology and coaching. Most of it due to trauma that arose through my nursing career. Do the work ahead of time. You will thank me. Identify your best examples. Take notes into the interview. Practice makes progress. Practice before you go in. Perfection is not our friend in the interview, okay? Panel questions are a must. And the final thing that I want to say is as soon as you leave that interview, you are going to be flooded with all of the things that you could have said, you should have said, I wish I would have said. We don't should on ourselves. We don't could on ourselves. We don't would have on ourselves. It's not welcome to the party, okay? We treat ourselves with love, kindness, respect, compassion. We trust that we did our best. We trust that we are amazing and that we got this and that it's okay to celebrate yourself. It's okay that you stumbled on the words. It's okay that maybe the panel looked totally disinterested because that's their problem and not yours. That's absolutely fine. We do not measure our success by how other people respond. We measure our success by how we respond to how we showed up. And if you do everything that I teach you, I don't know why you wouldn't, but if you do everything that I teach you or free on this podcast, you will succeed, my friend, and you should be immensely proud of yourself. There is no room for shaming. There is no room for beating yourself up. There's no room for hating on yourself. It's not welcome to this party. Okay, you probably do enough of that already. Let's not compound that. Let's just introduce a bit of gratitude, self-love, self-compassion, self-respect, self-trust, and just believe that you did your best, because I'm sure you did. If you want any more of this and you find this valuable, let me know, tell me. There's thousands of you listen every month, and I'm like so, so grateful to have this platform. Apologies for the swearing today. I dropped a few F-bombs, but um, apologies. But yeah, I'm passionate about it. 
And if you want any any more of this, come and find us. All of the links are in the show notes. And of course, download our interview guide. Make sure that you come and join us in the interview success course. And if you want all of the support, right, it's still not too late to come and join us in the GCLP. Queensland Health is closing um, in August, in the next couple of weeks, uh, at the time of recording. And you're more than welcome to come join us in the GCLP. Let's make this so easy for you to land your dream graduate job. I'll see you in the next one. Hey, thanks so much for listening. I'm so privileged that you spent your time with us here today. Hey, can I ask a favour? If you know someone that would benefit from this podcast episode, please share it with them. The more you share, the more we get in front of amazing nurses and we're able to help them see that nursing on their terms across their career is totally possible for them. So I'd love if you could do that. Now, I will see you in the next episode next week. Until then, let's make this year the year that you nurse on your terms. Are you ready? Let's do it.